When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Good afternoon and uh, welcome. It's the Lori and Julia show on My Talk 107.1. Everything entertainment. Who's counting? We are 20 days. Uh, shopping day is still Christmas. Just 20 days. Uh, Julia is off today, so Holly is here. And welcome everybody in. Hello, Lori. Hello, Denny. Hello, Holly. Hello, Lori. Oh, my gosh. Well, yes, Julia is enjoying one day off. So she was rather <laughs> giddy on Friday that she was having a three-day weekend. Because we didn't have three days for the... Um, Thanksgiving because oh, we did right. the Black Friday. Right. That's she right. Just, That's correct. She was just uh, kind of all excited about it, and so thanks Holly for filming me or f- uh, you know filling in. But Julie and I had the same exact weekend claims to fame. Katy Perry on Friday night, Saturday we saw Miss Richfield. Oh, oh Miss nice. Richfield, nineteen eighty one. Oh, fantastic! So I read reviews. Of the Katy Perry concert in the Star Tribune and Pioneer Press. What do you think? I agree 100% with both of them. And I know Julia did too. It was um, Katy Perry was in the words of her song, Hot and Cold. You're in and you're out. You're good and you're bad. You're yes and you're no. Yes, that was Katy. Uh, First of all, here are like, we had the the most fun people in our suite that bid on Alive and Kicking just Super fun. Um, we just it was a really fun crowd. You know, cool. everybody was into it. The girls, the little girls, the preteen, the teen, the tween, and some of the early twenties that were dressed as Katy Perry, either as unicorns or ice cream cones or candy canes. It was so fun. Awesome. I mean, people were really into it. People and fanning out. Yeah, and so the audience looked really cute, but I. Didn't realize until I read John Bream why there were parts where it just really just the show just sagged. Oh, no. And it was because Katy Perry made us listen to nine. She played 20, a 20 song set. Now, she had eight number ones off Teenage Dream. She had four off of her first album. She had a couple off of Prism, I think, uh, Dark Horse and another one. So basically all the songs before this album Album. were hits. She had a lot to choose from. She had a lot to choose from. She made us listen to nine songs from Witness out of 20. Oh, Katie. That was the problem with her show. So the crowd came alive when we knew a song. Okay. Yeah. Well, when firework comes Fire, on, that was the, the finale, the and that was go amazing. Insane, and it's amazing. She came yeah, up right. out of the end of the stage. It was sort of this long, so it reached almost three quarters way back. Came out in an inflatable hand, and her hair and makeup. It makes me want to just chop off my hair so bad. But her hair and makeup, and she had this sculptural bejeweled gown, and sang fireworks, and she can sing. There was no lip syncing going on, but man, every time she made us listen to. You know, and Swish Swish, you know, was sort of, they made it be fun because they had the basketball, very similar to her VMA. Mm -hmm. 
uh, performance. Yeah, that she but did. the problem with those songs off of her latest record, I went and re-listened to it. I inspired by you guys going to the concert. Yeah. They're just plotting, plotting. mid tempo. There's nothing mm. exciting about those songs. Bon appetit. They, is, yeah, they don't go anywhere. They don't, and and it, the stark difference between. You know, the songs off of the Teenage Dream and her first album. And so anyway, I it just it, you know, I don't know. I I don't know why she made us listen to that many songs off an album that nobody's buying. Right. She should have just let it go. Did she leave anything out? Anything big that she didn't do? Well, she left out Waking Up in Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. She left out a couple songs from uh, number ones from Teenage Dream. And Mm -hmm. I mean, did she sing last Friday night? No, no, I don't okay, think she did. That's a pretty big yeah. hit for her. I, anyway, and, and she did bring up this cute gal who's just like a candy cane. She thought it was like a teenager, and it was a 30-year-old uh, gal named Case Kelsey who was a baker. Oh, cute. And it's this Wish Upon a Star song that's from Witness that nobody knows. But she had her <laughs> give a wish, and it was, you know, that all her employees would achieve their potential. So that was kind of odd. But you just, you just felt... Like it was, it was hot and cold. It was good and bad. So was, you liked everything, but the songs from the new album. Nine songs she made us oh, suffer through. Too many. No, well, that's almost the entire album, isn't it? Nine songs, right? Yeah, and half the concert, and yeah. half the concert. So you know, anyway, I just people had fun. The crowd was fun when when she did sing songs that everyone liked. People were going crazy and genuinely, you know, just in ecstasy, just so fun. Excited to hear oh, those songs showed, be played live. Yeah, they showed, they panned the crowd during the finale for fireworks. And I mean, little girls, I mean, they're like almost just, I mean, going oh, crazy. It was so cute. Yeah. I wish she would have kept that energy the whole night. She just doesn't seem to be into it. And after seeing Lady Gaga, like, you know, six weeks ago, she, or whatever, she was here. So, so into her performance and connecting with the crowd. Sure, and maybe Katy Perry understands that the new material is not that exciting, but she feels the need to go out there and push it anyways. Don't. Yeah, just let it go. (laughs) Don't. And then Joy and I, of course, we had an absolute blast at Miss Richfield 1981. The show was so, so good. And that's at the Illusion Theater through the 23rd of December. Oh, so that's fantastic. That's in the, the Cowles Performing Arts. Mm-hmm. Remember yeah. where we, yeah, we, we, practiced we practiced for Project there. Down and Dirty? Rock that's band. Yeah, that's where it is. Oh, no, not rock band. Back, the, no, the, the musical. musical. That's the right, musical. the one downtown. Yep, yeah, yep, yep. so okay. anyway, how about you guys? What was your uh, weekend claim to fame? Uh, anybody? I, anybody? I, I, <laughs> this may seem hard to believe. We took another cooking class. Oh, Christmas. my gosh, Donnie. You're becoming a <laughs> I know. Julia Childs. I know. Boy, it was great. It was Italian small plates, and they had these meatballs made out of veal. And oh, my God, it was just a die for. Ooh, um, I do have to say hi to a couple of people. I got recognized, so I have to say hi to Evelyn and also the chef, Chef Randy. Nice. They said, oh, my God, we can't believe we love the, the show. Was it the of Crocus Hill? Crooks of Crocus Hill. Yeah. Oh, Donnie, you celebrity. Yeah. How about you? So I went to my parents' house over the weekend, and this is something funny, something small that happened that my family cracked up about. So I'm looking at the door that has all of our holiday stockings hanging up. We have the traditional stockings, and everybody in the family has them, and even our cats have little stockings. And I'm looking at all the little stockings, and I'm reading the names on them, and I'm like, oh... Sam and Singer and Sergeant and Toby and Buddy and Nico. And I see some of the cats have died, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But that's the thing. I'm looking at all of these and I'm like, wait a second. 
dad. Buddy died 20 years ago. Did well, you it's, know? It's, it's nostalgia. She, no, but he didn't even realize that he put up the stockings of oh. the dead cats. <laughs> oh, Lord. He had, he had no idea. I thought you did it like remembrance cat no. stockings. Okay, look, I'm weird cat lady, but not I'm, not, that I, but I'm not that weird. And I'm like, Dad, <laughs> did you realize this at all? And he's like, well, I thought I put up a lot of stockings. And he's like, well, hey, at least I didn't put up the stocking of your ex-boyfriend. Now, that would have been really awkward. Oh, and I'm like, yes, Dad, thank you, Dad. Dad. Oh my God. Thank you. Oh, geez. All right, listen, it is already that time. And when we come back, it's our story we can't get enough of. Oh, Andy Williams <laughs> just singing away. Are you going to go out to the Chan Aston and see uh, the Andy, yeah, Willi- yeah. Andy Williams our, and Bing Crosby show? And our friend Ben Utech is yeah. playing Andy Williams. Oh. Is that your song that you're yes. geeking out over, Holly? Yeah. I became obsessed with this song over the weekend. It's weird, and I don't know what's wrong with me, Lori. There's something mentally wrong with me, but I listened to that song on repeat at least a dozen times, and it's not like I have never heard that song before. It's a great song. But it just captivated me. Yes, and and people were very happy out shopping during the Pineapple Express without our coats and running in and and out of stores. And being liberated and going into the mall. Going into the mall without... And people were just really... There was a lot of shopping on Saturday. I I was at the Mall of America on Saturday. Was it all ends tonight? Yeah. Well, it might, but we're going to be out at the Mall of America on Thursday afternoon. And I'm so excited because I've got some shopping to do. And so it's like I'm going to go out there early and it'll be... Very festive. And then I'm hoping to go out for, you know, drinks and well, at least wine and banana cream pie at the Twin City Grill afterward. That's it. Just banana cream pie. I don't need anything else except Chardonnay and banana cream pie. <laughs> I swear. Oh, I've never had wine with a dessert like that. Oh, why not, Donnie? Okay. Yeah. Okay, Yolo so that. I want to give a shout out to Dara who tweeted us. She was at the U.S. Bank Stadium last night. Took a photo, showed us the bathroom signs are now up high. Stop it. So they added signs. Stop it. Yes, they have added little metal things above the doorway with the universal lady in a dress sign. And then I assume there's a late man in a pants sign. (laughs) And I don't know about if they put up the high sign showing the, the stairs and elevator, those universal uh, icons, but I'm so relieved. Power to the people, Lori. Power so, to the people. So relieved because they have everything low for the blind people and the disability people so in wheelchairs. So they can use Braille. So they can use right. Braille and they can see law. it at their level. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then they forgot the people who were just standing up and not able because it really is like at eye level, very low. I'm so proud of you. Or well, I don't using your it, voice for the I, public good. I just, that was really <laughs> making me upset to think that we would look so stupid in front of the world at the Super Bowl. Okay. Woo! So, not wanting to look stupid in front of the world, I noticed that NBC is all over their reporting now about um, everything sexual harassment, everything, everything, because, I mean, they really did, when they sat on the, they assigned Ronan Farrow to go out, and he had a 10-month assignment from NBC to investigate Harvey Weinstein. And when he came to them in August, they squashed the story and right. said, you don't have enough, and then got scooped by the New Yorker. Then last summer, they sat on the Access Hollywood tape with, you know, then Donald Trump with the Celebrity Apprentice. Mm-hmm. NBC News sat on that for two months, and then finally someone from Access Hollywood 
leaked it to TMZ. Right. You know, so they've kind of, you know, and then they fired Billy Bush um, last year over the Access Hollywood uh, tape, all the while knowing what we know now is that they knew they had a problem with Matt Lauer. Yes. Yes. I mean, they're denying Uh, uh, it. Oh, of course they are. Legally, they're denying it. Yes, they have to do it legally, but they knew it, and they get rid of Billy Bush last year. Well, this had nothing. I mean, this is just coincidental timing, but Billy Bush in today's New York Times wrote an op-ed piece that Today Show reported on it. Let's take a listen. Everyone remembers that now infamous Access Hollywood tape. It nearly cost then-candidate Trump the election. Well, in recent weeks, Mr. Trump has reportedly been questioning the authenticity of the tape. Now overnight, Billy Bush, who lost his job over the controversy, is speaking out. His message? The tape is real and the president's denials have hit a raw nerve. This morning, an old controversy now back in the spotlight. Hello, how are you? Former TV host Billy Bush taking aim at the president overnight over that now infamous Access Hollywood tape. Grab him by the... Bush writing in an op-ed for the New York Times, yes, Donald Trump, you said that. It comes after a report in the New York Times last week that in recent days, President Trump has continued to see doubt about his appearance on the Access Hollywood tape, telling people close to him, including a Republican senator, the tape may have been fake and that he wants to investigate the recording. I said it. I was wrong. And I apologize. An issue the president apologized for right after the tape was released. Bush now noting that the president is indulging in some revisionist history, adding that seven other guys heard the conversation and every single one of us assumed we were listening to a crass stand-up act. He was performing, surely, we thought. None of this was real. We now know better. Bush, who was fired from NBC News following the tape's release, goes on to say he believes several of the women who have accused the president of harassment, saying the behavior Trump describes on the Access Hollywood tape is similar to their accusations. Writing about one accuser, her story makes the whole better use some Tic Tacs and just start kissing them routine real. I believe her. The president has denied any accusations and has recently addressed the movement of women coming forward and sharing their own stories of harassment. For his part, Bush says today is about a reckoning and a reawakening and calls last year an odyssey, one which he hopes to never face again. I'm sure he I'm sure he upset. No, I'm absolutely not. I am wondering. I mean, I heard uh, some people talking about that Billy Bush is writing this op-ed because he's trying to get a job or trying to get a comeback. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. 
But when I read the op-ed, because I had two articles left in my free New York Times, you know, you <laughs> get so month, many right? for the month. Um, you know, it it I it felt to me like he's truly angry on behalf of women who are not believed. Yes, is what I, the tone of it that I got because I don't see how this helps him. I didn't see this as being a careerist move because I read the op-ed as well. And I think that there's genuine anger on the part of Billy Bush. And I think that he's tired of being thrown under the bus. He's tired of, so to speak. speak. Absolutely. And I, and I think to have Trump say that this was fake is just, that was the thing that that maybe that pushed him. I I think so too. He's like, look, my life has been completely altered as a result of this. And this is absolutely real. And I'm taking ownership in listening to that and, and what, what happened. Yeah. How about you? Right. Right. And we all, if you, if you saw it or heard it, I mean, you saw the tape with, you know, getting off the bus and all, I mean, we have eyes and ears. So, and, and, you know, president Trump, at the time, you know, he apologized. I said it. Right. Tried yeah. to say it was locker room talk. But anyway, so I don't know where Billy Bush goes from here, but I do know that uh, the old show that Matt Lauer used to do within the Today Show, Where in the World is Matt Lauer? Oh, Where in the World is Matt Lauer? He, he is on his estate in Sag Harbor, and supposedly his wife Annette has flown the nest and gone to Amsterdam to get as far away from Matt Lauer as possible. I didn't even know she was Dutch. Yeah. Oh yeah. She's Dutch. You know that they married um, almost like a year after they met. And part of it was because NBC was pushing him because he'd been divorced that, Hey, if you want to be on the today show, you want to be looked at, you should be married and you should not have this playboy reputation. Uh, you need to cultivate And he the had a blind image. date yeah. with this Annette uh-huh. and they got married. But I mean, they weren't even married five years when she filed that, um, you know, and said he was cruel. And, mm-hmm. you know, and then she withdrew the papers and supposedly uh, page six is reporting that uh, he promised her when they got back together, he promised her in a, a post nuptial that she would get $5 million in cash. If, if any time she wanted to pull the divorce trigger. Well, I think that will be happening sooner rather than later for her. Whoa. I don't, I, I mean, she's not sticking by her man, cancer. I don't know. All right. Listen, we come back. Did you watch the Carol Burnett special last night? If you did, you were one of 15 million people who did. Hey, everybody. There you go. No, it's not Saturday night in the 70s. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so last night, the Carol Burnett, uh, celebrating 50 years of the Carol Burnett show, was on CBS last night, and 15.2 million people tuned in. Not surprised. Crazy. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of people for a television special one-off. That's how much the love is out there for Carol Burnett. Yeah, for sure. And I'll tell you what, Casey was like, "Uh, I'll watch five minutes of it and see if it hooks me. He was, he's like really poo-poos these types of shows, and I'm like... She's going to show clips. Yeah, it's a, it's a best you know, of clip package yes. show. Of course you're going to want to watch and it. And two years ago, yeah. I got my mom for, for Christmas the, the whole Carol Burnett, you know, the... The Time box Life set? box set. The box set, set the, of the TV shows mm. because it's so funny and we just love to watch it. And those the skits stand up, they I do. thought, in showing the skits last night. So, But here's the thing that... Uh, Carol did not need all those CBS guests who are on shows on CBS. Like oh, Hallie, sure. 
Kaylee Cuoco. Oh, sure, because Kaylee Cuoco has lots to say about her memories of the Carol Burnett show, I'm sure. I I mean, you can watch, it doesn't matter what your age is, but it just didn't add anything. Like, Bernadette Peters came on, and the internet, you know, Twitter lit up with like, whoa, what is she eating? Because she's 69 years old. Isn't she stunning? She looked amazing, and they showed a clip of her... Her first job was like singing and dancing on the Carol yeah, Burnett she, show. Yeah, she did a show, uh, a song from Chicago. Chicago, you oh. know, so yeah. that was kind of fun. I didn't know what Kristen Chenoweth was doing there. No. But Carol is such a pro, and I don't know if this really got going last night, but people were like, why the hell isn't Carol Burnett probably our best improv, improv you know, actress? Mm-hmm. Why hasn't she ever hosted SNL? We got the whole Betty. Really? That is a fantastic point, because I never even thought of that. She would be amazing. Mm-hmm. And she could help, you know, she could like help bring that to a high rated thing like the Betty White. Of course. Yeah. I mean, it, she would make it better. She was so much even, she's two years older when they brought out Lyle Wagner. He was the handsome Lyle Wagner. Mm-hmm. And they, I love yeah. the clip that they showed of him being Mark Spitz. Oh, yeah. And he yeah. was in a Speedo. <laughs> yeah. But he's two years, uh, two years younger, younger and yeah. he looks so frail. I mean, Carol is really... Yeah. She was so quick, and Jim Carrey was on, and he was just babbling and just yeah, doing his Jim oh, Carrey. he was awkward. No. Yeah. yeah, but when he was all done, and he did talk about this time when he was 10 years old, and he wrote Carol a fan letter. But when he was all finally done talking, she goes, well, welcome welcome back to 2017 in the here and now. <laughs> she was just, like, sharp and on top of some of these very obsequious sort of, like, Storytelling that was happening by CBS people. Sure, yeah, and sometimes they were just, they were just off of cards. And it yes. was just corporate synergy. And sometimes uh, CBS, yeah. you can just leave. But it alone. we wanted it's more fine. clips. Yes. yes, and she had Bob Mackie on, and that was kind oh. of fun because legend. legend still designing share. But I would have rather have seen that whole everything where they had a guest sitting down. Just show us more clips, and Ooh. I swear Tim Conway was so funny, Unbelievable. but saying nothing. Yes. <laughs> you know that they showed the dental oh, patient when thing. When he was the dentist and kept stabbing himself with Novocaine. And, and yeah, and then Harvey also Corman. the dry cleaner. I mean, yes. it was just yeah. very... And Casey watched the whole thing with me, and he was like, that was funny, but they should have just kept showing us clips and just giving Carol doing the setups. That's all we need. We don't, we, we, need. we don't need we commentary. Need the the no. sketches speak for themselves, is what you're saying. Yeah, the only the I really liked. I thought the Bernadette Peters. I liked that because she, you know, had an they actual had the connection yeah. to the show. And then I liked the Bob Mackie thing. But otherwise, yeah. a lot. And you know, and Lyle Wagner coming out that was kind yes, of fun. Yes, but but, why, but people who had actual connections to the show yeah, had something yeah. to say. But yeah. otherwise, other people were just yeah. not a waste of time. Uh, for those of you who are wondering, why no Tim Conway? Yeah, why no Tim Conway? Well, I, was I, he I ill? Well, I, they they taped this in October, and Carol said at the time of the taping in October he was feeling under the weather. Oh, okay. Yeah. She would not elaborate any yeah. more than All that. Right, so well, we that's don't know. He's eighty. Hippa. He's eighty four. Hippa. No, we don't know. <laughs> I would have loved to have seen Ken Berry, who was a big part of yeah. that show. Dick Van Dyke was a big part of that show. Oh, right. yeah. I'd rather see them than Jay but Leno. But they filmed it all in New York. Yeah. So the L.A. people, like I bet. You know, Ken Berry and Tim Conrad, but they live in... Yeah, I'm sure. And it was filmed in New York, and so... That's Stephen Colbert's studio. Yeah, at the studio. Well, that... Yeah. So, anyway, well, I only watched the first 15 minutes of Outlander this morning, but if you watch it, 
The episode is called The Bakra, and last night's episode took a Game of Thrones turn. <laughs> Indeed. Okay, so... As they get into Jamaica. The, does this involve lots of nudity? Is that what you mean by Game Bacra, of Thrones turn? Yes, and the Bakra is a lady who might be four or five hundred years old and bathes supposedly in goat's blood oh. and keeps <gasps> having sex with all the virgin young men that the... Uh, Traders from England keep kidnapping, and then once she has her way with them, she gets rid of them, and it's probably their blood she's bathing in. I mean, it well, is game and this of all happened in the first fifteen minutes of, of the, the hour. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh my <laughs> word, naked! Oh and man, completely buffed. I, I was just like, <laughs> "What am I watching? This is fantastic!" I couldn't believe it. It was just oh. so. And I, I don't read the books, so people have read the books, but the episode was just called the background i thought it was i was like yay yeah you gotta you gotta see the rest of it. how far through the season there's one episode left okay so it's wrapping it up that's it and then i love when she said to young ian when he said to her but i'm i'm not a virgin Virgin. and then she says well then you know what what to to do do. and she opened her robe (laughs) oh man and as befitting a woman who's like mysteriously staying 500 years young by by bathing in blood she's got a very young young um like didn't you think they tried to really make her look young? Like oh, she's yeah. got a very boyish body almost. Yeah, yeah. So she didn't have huge boobs, just very normal size. Donnie, those were nubbins. Those are yeah, okay. trying bigger, to be nice. Trying how to be did nice. I have bigger boobs than that? Well, now that says something. Yeah. That says something. Anyway, but it was just, I, I wonder if the Bakra is like somebody who's lived a very long time because she lives in Jamaica. Well, I believe their paths, her and Claire's paths have crossed before. Yeah, we're yes. going we're gonna to find out okay. and then uh, donnie expensive. um posted snl did a saoirse ronan was the host and you too was the the um musical talent on snl i don't know if you caught any of it i did not um but they sang a uh, they did a sexual harassment song and it was really a, like a very katy perry like video mm-hmm. with the unicorn hair bubblegum bubble and yes very let's let's play a little bit we also have it posted Hey there, boys. <laughs> we know the last couple months have been frickin' insane. All these big, cool, powerful guys are turning out to be, what's the word? Habitual predators? Cats out of the bag. Women get harassed all the time. And it's like, dang, is this the world now? But here's a little secret that every girl knows. Oh, this been the damn world. It's free. And they're in swings and yes. butterflies and yeah. If that was a really cute. Oh, skit. I thought that this was pretty brilliant. Yeah, it was. It was really good. So we, yeah. we posted that. Now something that wasn't really good, but yet sucked me in anyway, was no, no. Uh, Florbama Shores. Oh, oh Lori. Oh, I did oh, it. Lori. How low are you gonna go? Oh, I appreciate your Pretty dedication low. to the cause. So, oh, Florabama Shore, which I is the I can't new- resist MTV drunken oh, 20-something-year-olds partying, dating, and so drunken man. So how are ma'am. these drunken 20-somethings comparing to our Jersey Shore, t- Jersey Shore guys? It, it, it's super tanned, over-the-top, alcohol-fueled ma'am, just as we like it. <laughs> All that, that age, that 18 to 25, is just... 
I don't know it's why. It's a mess. It's a mess. <laughs> it, I enjoy watching it. I remember being like that, and I am glad I don't have to be like that again, but I like looking at it and having some flashbacks and remembering. <laughs> and it takes, it's on Panama City Beach. On the panhandle oh, yeah. of Florida. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so, you know, one girl, I mean, it's the first episode, and someone passed out drunk, someone peed in the bed, someone oh, peed in the trash can, oh. someone jumped under the covers, <laughs> maybe it's all the same girl who did that. Oh, no, bless her heart. Well, now they were, I read the press release oh, about said. Flora Bama Shore, yeah. and MTV was trying to sell it, well, okay, so they're crazy antics of these young 20-something people trying to figure out their life, <laughs> but we're kind of selling it also as a touching coming-of-age story. No, now, did you get any sense no. of that whatsoever? No. No, it is completely right. 100% Debauchery. Jersey Shore in uh, the new situation. All right. Okay. You know, Panama the new City Beach. Yeah. yeah, it's exact same uh, uh, setup. And uh, so anyway, I, I, you know, you know I enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed looking at John Hamm and Michael Sheen as they're filming this TV show called Good Omens. Mm, yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, they're running around Battersea Park in New York and Kevin... I mean, John Hamm is in gray oh, sweats. Hey there. Hey. Mm-hmm. Oh, Hamaconda. Yeah, Hamaconda. And while he's waiting to film, he puts both hands in his pockets. And I was just like, what are you doing? <laughs> I don't know. He's trying to block the view. But anyway. I think so. He's actually puffing out yeah. the pockets of his pants so what that is, we're not looking at what it. Is, but come on. What is good omen zone? Why does Michael Sheen have completely white hair? This TV oh, the, show. Yeah. Uh, do you guys uh, know about it? I no, vaguely I know about the show. remember hearing about it. Now, it's based on a Neil Gaiman book. Oh, it is. So, so he's a fantasy writer. So he's he? a fantasy writer. He is the man behind our show on Stars with oh, Ian the, the McShane. Gods. Oh, Yes, with the gods. It's, the, yeah, it's it kind of, uh, I'm That's, completely blanking. I, I quit watching that show. Yeah. Gods of the West or Gods in America or something like America. that. But anyways, it's going to kind of have a similar tone. So oh, that's why he's looking like that. Well, I will watch it. I'll try it. I'll give it one look-see. Okay. American Gods, thank you. Yeah, American yeah. Gods. I had to drop out of that show. I really wanted to like that show. And I Same. tried and I tried and I tried. And eventually I dropped off around the second to last episode. I didn't stick around. But it's coming back for a second season if you like it. <sighs> I know. So Good Omens is uh, Amazon December 1. Next year. Oh, is it next year? It's well, December already... 2017 here. Well, it's the 4th of December was... Oh, you're right. Today. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I'm yeah. sorry. Next I stand corrected. You're right, Lori. Yeah. yeah right. I was going to say, that's really pushing yeah. it fast. Like, we got to watch we gotta the Hamaconda go. right now. <laughs> now we, we got to time do travel that. backwards. <laughs> sorry. All right, listen, we come back. Um, what do we got? Oh, we've got some first ever. This has never happened at the SAG Awards, people. Outlander kind of Jamaican little beat there. Yes, All right, Holly, uh, Hollywood filling in for Julia, who'll be back tomorrow and uh this is the first time this has ever happened at the screen actor guild awards on sunday january 21st it's the 24th annual they never have a host they've never that show has nope. never been hosted if you've watched it on tbs or tnt they just have the is, announcer they just have the announcers that come out and uh uh kathy o'connell who's the president of the um I don't know if it's the publicity department, but she announced that uh, Kristen Bell will be the first ever host. Why? And uh, why? <laughs> we don't need one. Well, here's yeah. what Kathy said in the press release said. Yeah, she's the executive producer of the show. Of the show. She said, there's been a year in which assumptions have been challenged, stereotypes have been shattered, and precedents have been broken. We decided to capture the cultural mood 
by casting aside one of our own traditions. And we're thrilled to have a talented performer like Kristen Bell help us do so. So they deliberately, of course, wanted a woman, I guess. And she said she's honored to be part of it and a little bit nervous. Please, no musical numbers. Well, of course there's going to be musical. Oh, of course there's going to be musical numbers. There'll be one. She's known for doing Although the show is very tight. It is only a two-hour show. It's all acting awards, TV and movie. It's very, very tight. And the big... I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game. And you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out pretty sure that's j-lo and p.s the person behind all of this is chris jenner llc we drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends blinded by the item listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the blinded by the item youtube channel this time allotment they give is to whoever is being honored um the lifetime achievement lifetime award. achievement which this year is morgan freeman oh well that would be nice yeah but so, she's not going to do a stand-up monologue at the beginning of the show i feel she, like there's going to be some kind of musical number why? skit why? Just, why because it's Kristen bell's so persona but the screen actor guild awards has never done this so they don't have any expectations That's true. To, to fill or or a need to meet it could be that it could be that she's going to, maybe they're going to have her say, maybe work in a way of being political or taking um, taking points with everything that's going on. Because you got to figure that people have wondered, okay, well, where is SAG after been in all of this sexual harassment in Hollywood, where you openly have it be a secret Hollywood is a big town. That means makeup artists knew and actors knew and producers knew and agents knew and people know and they know and they know. And maybe SAG wants, maybe they're going to have her. Well, I feel like she's going to take them to task because Kristen Bell is pretty outspoken about this kind of stuff. But she's a SAG member. Well, true, but she'll take the the culture of Hollywood Hollywood to task, but she'll probably do it in some kind of performative way so i'm just i'm just letting you know Lori. prepare yourself don't turn it into a three-hour show please yeah i mean (laughs) that has always been the beauty of the screen actor guild awards that's one of the things that they always like to nice and efficient it's nice and efficient (laughs) there's no wasted time so anyway so she's first ever host and so they gave it to a woman so it's got to mean something and this I can't even believe this. Oh. Um, so, uh, my, Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher, yes. last night when they walked on the red carpet at this, um, oh, what were the sixth annual Breakthrough Prize Awards at... at uh, I have no idea what those are. At the NASA Ames Research Center in Mountain View, California. Okay, so they walked the red carpet. Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis have not walked a red carpet since... To the year 2000 when they walked a red carpet for that 70s show. They've mm-hmm. never walked one. Their romance started, you know, they met in 98. Right. They got romantic in 2012. In between, he was married to Demi Moore. They married in 2015, but they haven't been on a red carpet together since that 70s show in 2000. Her public profile since being with Ashton Kutcher has definitely diminished. Oh, yeah. She does not, she rarely She's... gives interviews. And I think it's sad because... 
When Mila Kunis was with Macaulay Culkin back in the day, I always thought that she had this really relatable persona. Yeah. Like that she would be a girlfriend that you'd want to hang out with and not feel that way about her anymore. Well, we were just not given the opportunity to feel that way about her anymore. And maybe it's because they have children and maybe it's because he told her about his cautionary tale about how he talked Demi Moore into sure. posting the blacked out tooth and all the loved up love that those two were giving the each other. The sharing on the, the red carpet with the extended family. Here's Bruce Willis, of course. Yeah. We're all best friends. So she's in, she was in Bad Moms and she's in Bad Moms Christmas. Yeah, right? yeah. Okay. yeah. I think that they deliberately have made that decision. Oh, I think so too. 100%. And all he had to do is just look at, you know, what I learned from Demi. Yeah. Demi, I just mourn that celebrity yeah. relationship that I used to have with her. I always forget she dated him for like seven years. Macaulay Culkin. Yeah. Yes. I mean, she's a babe and... Oh, yeah. And she was hanging he out. He was just kind of like, he was like, he's more like an, you know, kind of a... He barely uh, was doing anything. anything he had a yeah. band that would sing about pizza. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> okay. That's what he was doing. I know you'll love this story, Holly, because... Yeah. Um, so we've talked about Daniel Day-Lewis and that he is going to be in what he says is his last movie ever. And um, he's promoting Phantom Thread, which is his last movie ever. And he is on the cover of W Magazine. Yes. And um, simply the best. He's got a shaved head on the cover and he's got a turtleneck. He looks very somber. Very sophisticated. Very. I am an actor. He is. And mm-hmm. he is a profoundly strange and wonderful man. And yes. I say that <laughs> yeah. from seeing him the year that he was at the SAG Awards and won for whatever. Lincoln, probably. Lincoln. Yeah. That was yes. it. Yeah. And he was so tall and he was. So completely charismatic, but no one knew what the hell he was talking about the two times he came back to the green room. He's just... He just goes off on a completely different tangent. He's very cerebral. uh And someone asked him a cerebral question. Like, I would be too... um, I wouldn't even know what to say to Daniel Day-Lewis. But in this um, um, article in W Magazine, he talks about, he said, I saw a photograph, because again, this part he plays, he's a designer, fashion right. designer. Mm-hmm. He said, I saw a photograph of a Balenciaga sheath dress that was inspired by a school uniform, and that Balenciaga dress was simple, at least it looked simple, until I had to figure out a way to make it, and then realize this is incredibly complicated. So what he did was he couldn't borrow the actual dress, so he made a sketch of it, used his wife as a fit model, set to draping it on her, and the code he had to crack was a particular gusset in the armpit. Oh my gosh. You couldn't tell how the gusset was designed, and through trial and error, and we did it, and Rebecca's worn the dress. It's very pretty, but he had to reverse engineer a vintage oh my gosh. dress. <laughs> to, that so too, yeah, that is incredibly method. To play a designer, he's not actually a designer, uh, although no. at one time he was a cobbler. Yeah, for and he, he did that for a movie. And he did that for a movie, and he said he quite liked it, and maybe he would return to doing that at some point. I mean, the, that level <laughs> of dedication is is, it, it, is it, next it, level. Yeah, yeah. and it, I understand why he said that he's retiring, and when he says that he's retiring from acting, I totally believe him. Yeah, I guess so. That, that it would be so interruptive to your actual daily life. Yeah. To, act, to make a dress like that. Yeah. And this, to go through the motions. This character he plays, Reynolds Woodcock, he and his sister in the 1950s Britain, they were the absolute center of British fashion. Fashion, yeah. yeah. So he, it's a real life story. Yes, it even is. better. Yeah. Yeah, to become Woodcock. Mm hmm. 
So, I mean, what a fantastic fashion name. Oh. Yes, Reynolds Woodcock. Reynolds Woodcock. <laughs> so sophisticated. Yes, indeed. It's a Woodcock original. I know. Oh, man. <laughs> anyway, that is something. And then Call Me By Your Name, selected as Best Picture by LA Film Critics Association, matching New York City. That movie's the one to watch when it indeed. opens. We'll be back.